You should tell her. There's this. Uh, I'll have to look it up. We did the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Don't say Don't donkey show, dude. Can. Don't say donkey show. <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Faking Movies. This is episode 103 of our now Matthew Lesko Origins podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. the Sandverse didn't last very long. <laughs> nope, nope. I mean, constant format changes now in, in, oh, right. in season deuce. I'm um, doing that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, turns out Matthew Lesko was just a shitty intern, is what we figured out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were paying him to copy and paste a list of grants from a government website, everybody in the 90s. Good job. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. How's everybody doing today? I'm Lee. I'm doing fine. What about you, my dear friend, Seth? I'm doing okay. Uh, we're just about to get started for a twofer today, so uh, it's going to be a rough one. Yeah, we're starting off light. We're drinking our beers. Mm-hmm. We, Although we, Seth has switched to Diet Coke, oh. I think. Uh, it looks like a tonic of some sort. I, I could be wrong. No, it's Diet Coke. Oh, hey, oh, okay. and nailed it. <laughs> right on. Uh, that, of course, is our dear friend Zach. What's oh. up, Zach? Not much, man. Hoping you got to... them B-dubs B happening in you? Oh, the, the rumbles are pronounced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, as as I mentioned up front, this is Ep 103. This is going to be a uh, classic mm-hmm. formatted episode of Faking Movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and next week, you guys are going to be uh, uh, experiencing kind of a passion project from your boys <laughs> over here. Uh, well, we'll some might call little... it a passion project. Some would call it a waking nightmare. But <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a fool's errand. Uh, yes. We'll, we'll get yes. into that a little bit more at the end, but it is for our, our two-year anniversary. Um, so uh, in the meantime, though, uh, enjoy this episode and, you know, check out our website, check out our Instagram, and check out our Twitter, um, Faking Movies. Uh, so this week, guys, what's going on? Uh, well, Lee is faking a movie this week, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a Lee movie, so strap in, everybody. <laughs> we, we done done it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys are the ones who pick these things, so don't okay, complain to me. Okay, we have so few options for you. Yeah. That's the problem. We even, um... Like, it's gotten to the point now where we always, we blame it on future us problems. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this looks like shit, but like, whatever, we'll suffer through it. And then yeah. we get there and we do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so, Lee, what are you doing this week? <laughs> well, this week uh, I'm faking a movie called Last Days of Disco. Yeah. Um, which feels like it, it it's going to go in a very specific way. Um, yep. <laughs> feels very Studio 54-y based on that title. Mm-hmm. I uh, didn't do that. Good. So, um, Perfect. Hopefully that'll get me some cool points from you guys. Well, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are a curmudgeon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you are driven mad by by your activities this week. So, it's true. Hope, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how, how, kind, how kind and benevolent you are. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
the cast for Last Days of Disco are uh, Chloe Savini, mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale, Jennifer Beals, and Robert Sean Leonard. Mm-hmm. The stars of the 70s. I mean, not so much. Nope. No. I don't know I don't what know. you're talking about there. I mean, Jennifer Beals was in Flashdance, so like the 80s. <clears throat> she is yeah. the closest, perhaps. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, Robert Sean Leonard, of course, is Wilson on House. And sure enough. One of this and any generation's finest Eugene O'Neill actors. So oh. mm. he's going to do a little bit of heavy lifting in my movie, I think. Okay. okay. It's exciting. Yeah. All right. Jump in. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the movie starts off uh, with some news footage about this new age health and wellness program that's attracting a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. We're also going to get an interview with the leader of this program, Chloe Savini. Cult. So she's tough. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a cult. Like, it's clearly a cult. Like, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, she's talking about disco, her revolutionary new way of interacting with the world around you. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all seems pretty harmless, but Chloe is definitely um, a little unsettling, and she has, like, this obvious, like, charisma that really draws people in, but but it makes you feel... There's something off about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Can, um, can we append uh, Allison Mack to your, uh, your yeah. cast real quick? <laughs> I wasn't like straight helpful? up thinking about that, but there's a little bit of Smallville in all of us, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, and her character's was Chloe, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Weird. All right. Well, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to do that, but it seems like sure. I kind of did. Is this going to um, go Hale-Bop, or is this going to go Waco? <laughs> uh, you'll have to see. Oh, okay. Jones. Yeah. All right. So the interviewer asks what the acronym stands for, but Chloe says that it's only for true believers to find out. Classic. Mm. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to go Marvel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stan Lee plays a very prominent role. No cameos. He is just the main character. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Um, Weird. Um, so fast forward a couple years, and we're going to meet Jennifer Beals. Uh, she's an FBI agent, and she's prepping herself for an interview with Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to see in the background there's an evidence wall with all kinds of clippings all over it. Um, and, and red string and pins? Yes. Oh, God. obviously, yeah. yeah thank God. Um, I was worried for a second you were going to so have this the red is, string. No, come on. I have one of these in my real life. Of course I'm going to have one in this movie about a cult. Um, I don't have a, a conspiracy wall in real life. Okay. I mean, I, not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is where, like, um, this is where we're going to get our credits sequence. And the credit sequence is going to be bouncing around all these clippings on the wall uh-huh. while, like, the ominous score of the movie is playing. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. So, cool. you know, Disco, after we're seeing all these clippings, Disco no longer seems all that harmless. Like, at best, it's kind of a weird, like, health and, and spiritual empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but really... It's going to be made clear at this point that it's a cult with dark secrets, and there's some really like strange deaths connected to it, and we're yeah, going to absolutely. see all that on this evidence wall. Okay. Um, so Beals is uh, is there? Um, sorry, Beckinsale is there to talk to Beals uh, because she's afraid. Mm-hmm. She said that she has escaped Chloe. Um, Chloe doesn't know that she's gone, um, but she's scared. Instead of just leaving, she she thought she had to go to the authorities because she's scared for the other people involved. Mm-hmm. Because Chloe keeps talking about the last days approaching and the coming of oblivion. Uh, of course. And this is when we find out what the acronym stands for. Um, and in the universe of the movie, this is the first time any outsider has ever heard what the acronym stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Divine Intervention Survivors Courting Oblivion. 
Um, this is a, definitely a doomsday cult. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. foreboding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then you know, like the middle of the movie happens, and it's all like pretty heavily investigation based. So like, um, we find out that Jennifer Beals has convinced uh, terrified Kate Beckinsale to go back and work as a mole for her, so mm-hmm. they can like gather information and try to save people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna meet Robert Sean Leonard, who's like some kind of weird professor. Uh, and he's talking about like a mythology behind the idea of oblivion because in this universe this movie's universe there's going to be like oblivion is going to be a, an ancient oh the ancient babylonians talked about oblivion you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. yeah sure. well yeah. i mean yeah you can say that for apocalypse or or um exactly ragnarok or whatever yeah <laughs> sure yeah. i'm sure you we, can fit all that shit in there <laughs> exactly um and he's going to then go like you know help uh, Jennifer Beals and the audience understand what oblivion is as disco interprets it. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, well, how do you how do you know that because you're not part of this cult? Okay. Um, I, I like a lot it, of this like investigatory, like yeah. deep yeah. research stuff. I'm feeling like it's it's a little I want it to feel in tone a little bit like um, <clears throat> end of days. No, Zodiac, um, oh, but yeah. more of like a supernatural-ish mm-hmm. bent a little bit. But like at least for the first part of the investigation, it's going to be fairly grounded. Like mm-hmm. the movie is still treating it as like, oh my God, another fucking crazy call, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I was getting real uh, end of days or devil's advocate sort of vibes coming off yeah. of it. Mm. Well, that's what I'm going for as we move forward okay. there. Yeah. yeah, I guess those are like straight up crazy from the beginning. So Right, yeah. this one is like, the, the you know, as far as the beginning of the movie is concerned, the FBI still thinks like, okay, this is just like, it's another mm-hmm. crazy cult and like they're breaking laws and that's why we're going after them. It's not like... It's always the excuse, yeah. Yeah, we're not wow. concerned about like the well-being of, of this. Yeah, anyway. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, we also, like we find out why Robert John Leonard knows so much is so because he's a member no no so like we learned that he was once in a cult Mm. that was related to this one like chloe and him were in the same cult oh and then she she formed a splinter cell she split (laughs) off Mm -hmm. and before after she split off there was a mass suicide and robert sean leonard happened to like get out right before that happened Mm -hmm. whoa um and she somehow also survived this mass suicide well she had already left at that point to start her own group i see yeah. Um so there's a lot of like ominous warnings from Robert Sean. It's like you the she is not to be dealt with lightly. This she is a dangerous person, all this. He also makes it clear that he's very desperate to help because he he feels like he let down all the people in his cult mm-hmm. by not helping them get out when he did. Yeah. yeah. Um so he's got some serious survivor's guilt going on. Sure. Um Eventually, we're going to get some some sit downs with Chloe, who refuses to have a lawyer. And like all of these scenes, we are just going to be completely transfixed by her. Like mm-hmm. her whole performance is going to make it clear that she has this insane cult of personality and is like she's very charismatic. But, you know, staring lingers a little too long. Uh-huh, like unsettling, mm-hmm. dangerous. This is, this is very good like, casting. She fits Yeah, this is extremely well. good <laughs> casting. I like yeah. this a lot. I mean, it, I, so I'll be honest, I, I, I had nothing uh, as of this morning. I woke up at 3 a.m. because of my fucking cats. And mm-hmm. um, yep. in my head, it was like disco is an acronym it's a cult and then i was like wait before you fall asleep type this into your phone and i did so chloe um, seven yay fever dream oh god yeah which are terrible a terrible type of fever dream it turns Mm, out yeah vincent gallo's been trapped in one for decades yeah Yeah. (laughs) every time he closes his eyes it's just brown bunny 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I, I had to say yeah. it. Um, it's in there. <laughs> so this is when we really like get to meet Chloe and see mm-hmm. like, okay, th- this is the audience is going to start to get this really... This is when the movie's going to shift from being like procedural to more like what you're saying, Seth, yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Bazonkers. Um, right. So we're going to start to get these like weird, otherworldly, strange things beginning to happen um, related to Chloe and her followers. And there, a lot of them are things that, that she has predicted publicly. Um, but all of them are still within the realm of, of possibility. Like none of them are, are like full on uh, supernatural. So like mm-hmm. the movie is still holding on to this idea that, that it's just another like this tenuous grasp cult. on reality. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, also during this period, the scenes with Robert Sean Leonard are going to get like the lighting is going to get darker and darker every time we, we talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, like I, I want it to be the kind of thing where eventually if you've seen the movie, maybe once or twice, you start to pick up on it. You see clues. Yeah. And red mm-hmm, herrings sure. and all sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, at, at the same time, every time we meet Chloe again, her lighting is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. Mm. Um, and then every time we meet Kate, she's going to get more ragged looking because she's living this double life at this point, mm-hmm. And she's already terrified. Right. Um, also, there's going to be a, a relationship developing between Jennifer and Kate where you can tell that like Jennifer starts to actually care for Kate as a human being and not just someone involved in an investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, that's a dangerous game to play. Mm, exactly. Sure enough. And that's why when Kate calls Jennifer frantic and begging her for help and begging to be rescued jennifer uh like decides fuck this is this is what i have to do i have to go like it doesn't matter the investigation isn't important anymore i have to go save my friend it's a trap Uh, it is a trap (laughs) because when jennifer rushes in robert sean leonard is also there and he knocks her out Mm -hmm. yeah sure sure and she wakes up on some sort of altar, mm-hmm. and she's surrounded by Kate and Robert Sean Leonard and all the other followers. And, you know, as you said, it had been a trap the whole time <laughs> for a ritualistic sacrifice. Yay! Uh, <laughs> and to the to the end, Beals is strapped to this table, and she keeps shouting and talking about, like, reality and the facts and how disco is a delusion of a lunatic mm-hmm. and that these people need to snap out of it. But then we get to this like final sequence of shots, um, and Chloe appears in her robes, and it's almost like a godlike presence now. She's like, the movie almost makes it seem like she's floating, mm-hmm. even. Mm. Uh, she's convinced of her own madness, and she has this awe and terror on her face, and she's readying the sacrifice on Beals, mm-hmm. and the camera flips, and we get a close-up on Beals' face, and now her face is just bathed in this blinding white light that keeps getting brighter and brighter and brighter until it's so oversaturated that we can't really make out anything except for just like the slightest detail of where her eyes and mouth are Mm -hmm. and her final line is just this oh god in a tone that is full of both terror and disbelief and we cut to black and the movie's over and the audience has to decide is this just the fear of someone who's, being who's about to be murdered? Mm-hmm. Or is this the actual terror and awe of seeing God or oblivion and staring it down? Wow. I, I got like a legit shiver when you said yeah. God like that. I was like, holy shit, you like really built it up well. Yeah. God damn, dude. 
For for a ninety minutes before we start recording, movie you done fucking yeah. really <laughs> polished that one. Yeah, I was thinking it was a little in the mouth of madness too. Oh sure, I was going for a little Suspiria too. Yeah, I can Ooh. see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, wow, which is the other world escalation and yeah, yeah as it goes I do, on. I really like that sort of stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah or was... like um, I don't know if you guys saw Hereditary, a no. movie I will never watch again because <laughs> I saw it almost a year ago and still have nightmares about it. This is Fun. the um, Tony Collette. Yeah, situation? yeah, yeah. Um, the ending doesn't really play out like that, but I think the feel for me, the feel of it worked in a very similar fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really, I was cribbing that as far as tone goes, but sure, like, sure. Mm-hmm. that's what I was shooting for. No, that was so that is my the last days of disco. That was a very misleading title. <laughs> that was real fuck good, dude. Yeah, I enjoyed that certainly. Good. I'm glad you liked it. Going to be kind of a letdown for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wet <Yeah>. fart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> tell me about it. Tell me about it, studs. Okay. Well. Grease. Grease. I I do. I was just waiting for Lee's grease to kind of <laughs> play out, but <laughs> I know that he's off. just he's just such a greasy boy. That, like it's, it's famously hey, yes. It's just I like grease too. Okay, I don't just like all grease. Grease is fine. <laughs> grease too is amazing. All right. Well. Anyway, the last days of disco. <laughs> uh, confusingly, from 1998. Um. <laughs> yep. When these people were of age, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So we talk. Well, we talk about this a lot. What yeah. The the nostalgia is for twenty years prior. Well, we'll talk about that actually. Yeah. And how we felt about this, but yes. okay. So uh, there's there's no article on this, so it just starts. <laughs> Story of two female Manhattan book editors fresh out of college, both finding love and themselves while frequenting the local disco. Yep, that's about as much care as went into the script as far as I can tell. Yeah. So, yeah. Story! Story of it! <laughs> so, like, can I ask, uh-huh. is the director or the screenwriter a famous person at all? Yeah, reasonably. Are they? Okay. I it's thought it Whit, was... Whit Stillman. Uh, oh. Yeah. That dude. Yeah, yeah. who did uh, the, the Metropolitan and Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every four years, it seemed like he was coming out with a really stilted, shitty romantic <laughs> comedy. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, oh, this is this is what life is like. Oh, yeah, it's... it was supposed to be so slice of life and... Spoiler, it all... was fucking not at all. Yeah, yeah it, it like... There's that, like, line where you can make something that's so over the top the thing that you want it to be that it loses its its grasp on reality yeah i but mean even this that is, is only slice of life insofar as or or if if the conceit is that people are always shitty and will always be <laughs> shitty yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah you can do slice of life that is relatable, and then that makes for an enjoyable experience. Or you can mm-hmm. do slice of life that's so crazy that it's just a spectacle, and that can be good. And this is squarely right in between those two. Yeah, where, so, so it's not relatable bad. and it's boring. Yeah. He also made a movie, uh, another movie that I've seen that I think his this like slice of life that is a little off works in uh called damsels in distress Mm, i'm unfamiliar yeah um where that one is very much it it very much like rolls out like this is a slice of life with just some like quirky maybe like stiltedy characters and then it gets like weird enough that 
I think it it ends up working fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like this wasn't that though. No. Yeah. So no. The I mean the the director is quoted as calling this his um well a metropolitan Barcelona and this is his doomed bourgeois in love series. <laughs> he was uh-huh. weird weirdly self aware on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I had an alternate title for this, uh, not a three word, but, um, I think it fairly sums it up. People do nothing in the early eighties was, yep. they're yep. literally, they're so people do nothing in the early eighties. That's yeah, it. So they're like, so intentionally... it's like a Seinfeld prequel then, but not funny. And the characters aren't compelling and yeah, there's they're, nothing they're like interesting not, about it at all. They're not evil in the way that the Seinfeld characters are evil. <laughs> well, they're sure. just shitty. Yeah. Have you ever heard Seth's take on Seinfeld, Zach? No, I don't think so. I don't know what part you're referring, but... (laughs) Oh, you've told me that you don't find Seinfeld uh, funny or engaging because as a Jewish person, a lot of it doesn't seem weird to you. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) true. It's just really self-absorbed like Jewish people in New York doing stuff that is pretty normal. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's I how I feel about most was... uh, Larry David stuff, actually. Yeah, uh, your yeah. theory was like, oh yeah, so like non-Jewish people like a lot of these this stuff because like, oh look at these crazy characters. Different. It's like I just have uncles like yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's just my aunts that, that live in the city. Like it's fine. That is an excellent take on that. I like yeah. That. <laughs> um, so as a non-Jewish person. No, I mean, You're yeah, I, I remember enjoying Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're a funny people. Like, I get it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, all right, I have a, a slightly longer one that we can get into here. Please, um, yeah. I was telling oh. Seth earlier. Yeah, it, it was actually hard to write a summary for this because either nothing happens and the summary is moot, or like you mm-hmm. have to go to a level of detail that is like oppressive. And so, yeah, I, I tried oh, to find because like the plot itself doesn't move a lot. There's just a lot of things that occur. Yeah, there's a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. I guess in that sense, it really is a slice of life. Like, how many people's lives really are, like, grand overarching themes. It's really just things that happen. Yeah, Yeah. that's very true. To a a degree. But that's not why anybody watches movies. (laughs) Well... Um, all right, so uh, oh. Chloe and Kate are just two aspirational ladies uh, that work at the same book publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Beals, who is barely in the movie, yeah. um, has a a newly gay boyfriend whose name is Chris Eigman. He's like, I don't know, kind of famous, I guess. We didn't give him to you. Yeah, Chris Eigman showed, he's a that guy. You would, yeah, yeah that sounds vaguely he's, familiar. He's very yeah. much a that guy. Yeah, he's still around. He's doing stuff. Yeah, um, he's actually one of the main characters. Um, yeah. So he's he's newly gay, uh, and the manager at the um, club that was mentioned uh, that is sort of the centerpiece to this whole thing. Um, Michael Weatherly, who is Bull, um, and from yeah, NCIS. yeah, the dude from uh, fucking NCIS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, oh wait, I lost my place. Uh, Michael yeah. Weatherly and some rando. His name's Mackenzie Aston. Um, are stereotypical '80s ad. Sean Aston's brother. Is he? Because he, they kind of look alike. They do look pretty similar. He's yeah. Sean Astin's less famous brother. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Um, so they're stereotypical ad men, businessmen. Um, oh, I know Chris Eigman. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, he's, he's a super that guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Like, you've seen him. Everyone has seen him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He was on Malcolm in the Middle, I think. Hmm? Yeah, okay. he was the, like, special... special the dean of discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Um... So uh, nothing happens for like 45 minutes as we build all the characters and sort of... Oh, Matt Ross is in this too. Uh, I don't know him. 
He's from uh, <laughs> Silicon Valley. He plays. The, oh yes. Uh, oh right, right. Yeah. yeah. He plays, and yeah. he's from Big Love too. Uh, he plays Chloe's brother in Big Love, which is a weird. Oh, oh yeah, connection. you're right. He does. Also, he was in PCU. Oh yeah, sure enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ew. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's like seventy episodes ago. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. Um, it, so it becomes clear that uh, Kate is a capital M, capital G mean girl. Um, oh yeah, she's awful. She, hmm. I, I, they like, they build it very well. Like she starts off being kind of catty, and she is just a total fucking psycho. She's just like, yeah, like you're, you know, you're not that interesting, Chloe. So yeah. like maybe you should try being more interesting, and then guys would like you. Maybe it's oh god, just that like that's almost over. a direct quote. Yeah, no, that that <laughs> happens like first, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she takes every opportunity to put Chloe down and stop her from enjoying anything in life, really. And yet, um, they get an apartment together! Yeah, almost immediately. <laughs> I mean, I I know this is like a fiction-y trope that's, you know, but like, I know a lot of people who have been in like, not super healthy friendships with somebody that they, they want to like them more, you know what I mean? No, it's sure. exactly yeah, that. it's yeah. aspirational friendship. And yeah. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. and then like, and inevitably all of those stories end with, and we got an apartment together, and then I realized <laughs> this person is horrible yes. for my self-esteem and personal uh, health and happiness. So, right, and so I moved yeah. out. Yep. <laughs> After two years. Yeah, that's always how it goes. <laughs> two like, years, yeah. Well, good news! Because <laughs> that's exactly what happens in this movie. Yeah, oh, pretty shit. much. Pretty much, um, Robert Sean he Leonard. A slice of life. <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah. Um, Robert Sean Leonard and Chloe start a budding relationship, um, mm-hmm. but it's revealed that he's been in a long-term relationship for many years now, uh, which is kind of a bummer. For and they Chloe. were separated. Um, yeah, uh, it's they were like, like, a, they were it's like a gray taking area. a break or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like Ross and Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you yeah. know, not before he gives Chloe the clap and herpes. Yeah. Oh boy. That comes out later. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's um, a fun reveal in that scene. Yep. Um, well, it's like the reveal at the end of my movie, but sad worse. and weird. Yeah. yeah. It makes <laughs> yeah. you feel really bad. Um there's a guy at the club who hates Chris inexplicably, um, and finally manages to get him fired for sneaking one of his friends in, which mm-hmm. is the Aston brother, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um there's some more main female character drama because Kate's being a dick. Um, she finally publicly accuses her of having the clap, which we don't know at the time that she does. But she's like, they're hanging out at a group of like 10 people and she just like yells. Yeah. And yeah, no Chloe is like not drinking. And yeah. Kate is like, oh, but you always drink. Yeah. Like, why can't you be drinking? Oh, you have the clap. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole thing. She just surmises sorry, I, that. I don't know if it's because of our generation or what, but like. Is drinking something you can't do when you have the clap? No, for not when you're on antibiotics. Yeah. Oh, oh. It was yeah. somewhat well founded, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I've I've gotten pretty hammered on antibiotics. They still work. Um, yeah. You just get a terrible hangover. Also, if you're on birth control, they end up um, not. That doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So okay, yeah, never mind. Uh, my PSA <laughs> about drinking on antibiotics is over. Yeah. It was poorly thought out. Don't don't do it. Don't do it, kids. Do 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 do. The more you know, mm-hmm. the more you hey, no, don't drink on antibiotics. <laughs> I'm I'm Lee from from faking movies. I'm here to tell you that you can drink on antibiotics. It's just that the side effects are. Ho- you know what? Don't drink on antibiotics. <laughs> I'm court ordered to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, 
So uh, Chris, who was initially somewhat reasonable and endearing, like we actually liked him for whatever reason, uh, proves to be quite a dick in the end as well. Um, yeah. Well, he just lost his job. Is he just venting or is he like actually a bad person? He's kind of spiraling, but we it, it's revealed that he's been a bad person. That he's time. been a bad person. Uh, so he, he thought that he was gay or claimed to think he was gay, mostly yeah. so he could ghost a bunch of girls that he was sleeping with. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then Jennifer I guess he's Beale's not because now he's into Chloe. Yeah, he's desperately uh, into oh. Chloe. It's kind of gross, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's boy, imagine. Can you imagine how like much easier it would have been to do that before the internet, though? <laughs> to ghost somebody? <laughs> well, to ghost somebody in that manner. Oh, sure, yeah. Just I'm gay and then you part ways forever and nothing becomes of it, yeah. Yeah, no one has to see all your pictures online. Yeah, of you girl kissing. Yeah, <laughs> man, the world must have been easier for just shit bags back then, huh? <laughs> and deadbeat dads. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost that's uh, that's why you know we're finally getting some accountability and shit because yeah, you can one might out say that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so Chris sees his friend, uh, sort of minor character. He shows up sort of towards the end, uh, who happens to be a, an ADA. Um, yeah, going after Chloe, and uh, immediately Chris goes and kisses her and starts pursuing her, and it's like really gross. It's it's kind of it's not clear whether he likes her or whether it's like I want the thing that this other guy wants because I'm just a cock. Like right, yeah. yeah. So Chloe's into this lawyer, and yeah, yeah, it's. Um, and this is kind of when the gay thing falls apart because he, he was very staunchly like adamant about this for a while and now mm-hmm. very clearly not. Was talking about heteronormative people doing stuff and belittling yeah. him and how he was traumatized by boobies once. It's all very confusing. Yeah. Huh. He appropriates the gay thing very quickly. Like he's immediately like very... Uh, advocating for all the things yeah. and then isn't even get yet. Yeah. Does so. he go into like stereotypical performance or no. does this movie at least treat like No, no oh, yeah, I don't think that that happens. Yeah, he no. doesn't okay. at all actually in that regard. Yeah. And the and and the club is clearly like completely fine with like homosexuals yes. as well. There's a lot of there's a lot of drag happening in the club and drag and, and like, leather daddies and all sorts of good Yeah, stuff. it's it's oh, neat. really yeah. chill that way. Like it's the only part of this movie that's in any way good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so... what if we guys what if we started a really chill club for just people to come and hang out and like dance at and also there were pictures of Seth everywhere. <laughs> like Serving drinks to myself, <laughs> uh-huh. like standing with your hands on yourself's shoulders, yeah. looking over, and just posing just behind the bar. Honestly, there's just like a, a twelve foot mural of me doing that, mm-hmm. or like a twelve foot foot mural of the bar itself, and I'm in every single seat, oh, and yeah. I'm the bartender, and I'm like serving, nice. and like there's one of me turned around, like lifting a glass out <laughs> to the crowd, and oh man, this is a great idea. This- Oh my god, what if we redid the movie Cocktail with Seth playing all the Every roles? part? Oh god, yeah. I love it. This is such an infinitely recyclable business format. <laughs> it just can't If it's fail. a business, and there are pictures on the wall, it's probably gonna be a picture of me. Yeah. We're going to That's the it. bank, and it's like, alright, my restaurant idea is we refilm the movie Cocktail, where my friend plays all the parts. I'm sorry, did you say restaurant? We're getting there. Hold on. Also, this is the 13th time this month you've been into the bank. Like, get the fuck out of here. Do you even Do you have, have a job? here? Yeah. I come here to get change for the laundromat. <laughs> it counts. I'm allowed to get $10 in quarters a month. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> without an account. It's Ugh. in your bylaws. 
Oh my god! Wow. Um, okay. okay, we got we got mixed up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. um so uh, wait, I, I know I'm gonna derail again. Have I ever told you? So I used to work in a bank. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. when I was in college, mm-hmm. I was a teller, and there was a guy who owned a used car lot right near the bank, mm. and he came in one day with like a just wad of money. He goes. Yeah, I need uh five hundred dollars in small bills, and we're like, "Oh yeah, do you have an account here?" He's like, "No." It's like, "Okay, well, we can give you a hundred dollars worth of change because the bank policy is if you don't have an account, we can only give you a hundred dollars worth of change." And he stormed out, shouting, "Yeah, thanks a lot, Obama. This is why small businesses are going under." <laughs> wow! Whoa! Thanks, Obama. There's a lot yeah, of confusing parts to that. The story. most confusing "Thanks, Obama" I've ever heard, <laughs> and no, not yeah, yeah. not in like a goof way. He meant it somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, so that was a slice of life. That happened. <laughs> We're doing it. Last, last days of disco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we find out, and there's been hints, um, but we finally fi- like actually find out that they've been investigating the club for hiding money uh-huh. um and chris has uh likely inadvertently been the sort of um the one doing some of the uh, does he end up as the fall guy yeah i think he was intended to be the fall guy but didn't end up being right. the fall guy. yeah they get around it um mm-hmm. uh so the ad agency guys um we're secretly bringing in these informants like the um the ncis guy was actually an fbi agent and posing as like a regular yeah. dude um, so, uh, the ADA guy and Chloe get closer. Um, they eventually go to raid the club and Chris is, um, boning down in this weird old lady that keeps showing up in scenes. They call her like the cheetah lady or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's always like flaunting it around the club and trying to bone the young guys, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, um, he, uh, Chris is more worried about the ADA guy telling Chloe that he's going to jail. Uh, wait. Oh, telling... Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's even though like he's going to go to jail, he's like worried, still worried about the two lovers that he you know still wants Chloe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very dumb. Yeah. Um, so the club manager is arrested, um, and he's like the actual scumbag in the situation. Um, Chris somehow makes it out unscathed. Uh, again, he didn't really actually do that much. Mm-hmm. Um, he was and, yeah, he was just a manager there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kate, uh, who sucks, just to remind you, uh, uh-huh. thought that she was pregnant and then fakes a back injury when she is A, not pregnant, and B, the ad guy uh, dumps her. He was going to dump her, yeah. yeah. Oh, so she just yeah, fakes an all, injury to get attention? Yeah, all the yeah. while, like, every everybody in this weird friend group is, like, trying to date everybody else in this weird friend group. It's rather incestuous. Like friends. Much, much like... A lot like friends, but the, more cocaine and disco, yeah. Yeah. Also, like, disco is clearly declining. Like, as we go through the movie, like, the the club gets less and less populous and less and less popular. And And I think that's reasonably well done. Yeah, the Hmm. the metal guys start showing up and harassing the disco kids, and they wear Disco Sucks t-shirts, and it's very fun. Yeah, Yeah. It's, like, kind of a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, um, at the end, basically everyone except for Chloe ends up unemployed because the economy sucked then or something. I don't know. Um, and they yeah, declare the eighties. So yeah, yeah. Um, they declare disco literally dead, uh, except for our idealistic uh, ADA character who defends it as a movement that will live on in their hearts, Ugh. like it was somehow meaningful to some people. Yeah. But the weird thing about disco, from what I understand, is the whole point of it is that it's not supposed to be meaningful. Yes, it was just mm-hmm. a thing to occupy your time while you were blasted on cocaine. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was supposed <laughs> to be like about like disco was about excess yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. yeah. 
No, yeah. So this gets to this like nostalgic thing we were talking about. Like they're they're making a movie for nostalgia for no one. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Because <laughs> yeah, because disco is inherently ephemeral. Yeah. Right. Mm. And also, it doesn't it's about. And it's also disco's about camp, and like you can yeah. make a lot of movies about different kinds of camp uh-huh. without doing that would be meaningful. Sure. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at at the very end of this too, uh, we have we have Kate Beckinsale and Chris Chris Eigenman like have a little conversation now that everyone else is like going on with their lives, and they're just like, we don't need to be in relationships because it's fun just being a shitty person and just <laughs> like fucking anything. Yep. So like you and me, we're awesome because we're just gonna <laughs> keep being shitty. No yeah. lesson learned here. Thank you. Yep, and then they both die. Nope, of AIDS in the sequel, I guess. <laughs> Dark, but <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, it's basically like no one learns a lesson in this. Yeah, everyone well, is unlikable. It's good to hear that the. It's good to hear that it's not just Kate Beckinsale's character who is like, oh, the shitty target on their back. Like, there's yeah. other people no, who are ev- just as shitty. Yeah, yeah, but the thing was that apparently no critics recognized that it was just shitty people being shitty, learning no lessons, just continuing. Oh, just like Reality Bites. Yeah, yeah. You know actually, what? it is very similar to that. Like <laughs> Roger Roger Ebert gave this uh, three point five out of four. Oh, and Oof. big reveal. Seth and I both uh, found out independently and then exclaimed to one another, this film is in the Criterion Collection. Oh, yeah. That's oh. that's my first note. My yeah. first note is because I, I, I like... watch it right now on the Criterion Oh, channel. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't yes. recommend it at all. <laughs> yeah, no, the, my first note is in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, I really fuck? wish the Criterion channel would would sponsor us so I could get my... Like, I, I'm, it's, it's such a good deal, everybody. It was like $80 <laughs> for a whole year subscription but like if i could get that for free that'd be yeah, super dope. sure sure yeah <laughs> i think we um, i think we uh bad mouth a lot of criterion collection stuff so oftentimes uh, that might be true our um, our sampling is skewed towards shitty movies though that's fair, true so. it seems to be because <laughs> yeah. lee's, yeah, lee's oddly, seen all the good ones yeah yeah yeah, I oddly love both really good movies and really horrible movies, yeah. and not a lot in between. Yeah, <laughs> sure. and this one is really, like, it's shitty, but it's not shitty in an entertaining way. Yes, mm. it is truly mostly boring. Like, I I zoned out for entire swaths of this movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that kind of sounds like what we were talking about. Like, if this movie had been, like, slice of life but hyper-reality, mm-hmm. it could have been yeah. really good. Or if it had been, like, truly slice of life, it would have been yep. really good. Yep. But it yeah. falls somewhere in between. And somehow, but people really liked it, which is super weird. Yeah, like, I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, we, we don't tend to agree all the time with what people like. Yeah. yeah. Example, well, Chinatown. Yeah. yeah. Sure enough, sure enough. Well, well speaking to this, this nostalgia thing that, that Zach mentioned earlier like it's 20 years after this movie it's a little it's more than 20 years right now you mean yeah oh yeah sure after this movie came out and the movie takes place in the early 80s so it was you know 20 years prior to that yeah but like is the movie presupposing that the things people valued at the time was just being like vapid boring idiots and then if so like why would you look back fondly on that right exactly <laughs> like yeah the the, mm. the nostalgia for this is very baffling to me yeah um, it is weird well and it's weird because the knock on the 80s is usually that it was like this vapid excess mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, like and now like, that I think about it, the knock on disco is that it's vapid excess. Yeah, yep. that's that's <laughs> always the complaint about the previous generation is that it's vapid excess. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, I never really realized that the two movements back to back have the same complaint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there was, there was, uh, so, so we said that Kate and Chloe work as, like, literary agents of some nature. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Right, they're editors. They have jobs. And they're, yeah, and there's some, like, very minor stuff involving that, but... Is John Hodgman a character? I, I mean, I wish. That would have made this movie way better. They do talk, Chloe does say the line, there's something really sexy about Scrooge McDuck. Um... <laughs> It's, I mean... Well, okay, okay. Do you know how powerful he must be to dive into a pool oh, full yeah, of coins I mean, and not be not break his neck? That duck sure. is ripped. And <laughs> yeah. also, like, clearly that thing is very deep and how powerful he must be to swim yeah. in, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't know what the specific gravity of his gold is off the top of my head, but... <laughs> a lot. Uh-huh. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. I know, well, it, it is his, an oversight on my part that I don't rival, know that. But... Flint, Flint Hart Glomgold, like, he's always trying to, like, keep him away from the vault. All he needs to do is let him into the vault, yeah. and he will die. Yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> no, uh, and he has enough money to make that problem go away. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Scrooge is notably a, a, a skin flint, so, like, it's... <laughs> um. Yeah. No, but uh, it's because Kate Beckinsale was coaching Chloe and was like, hey, you know what guys really like? When you put the word sexy into things. Oh, my like, God. Like, this uh, fabric is so sexy. Yeah. This, this, is, this, this music another... is very sexy. This, much like every piece of dialogue in this, goes on for 50% too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you, you get the gist of this this conversation within four seconds, and then it goes on for, like, two minutes, and you're like, I'm so bored of this. See, you're saying that, and it sounds exactly like what I enjoy. Well, <laughs> I mean, you'd be wrong. I, I think if it's at all interesting, that, like, just sit there and, like really get into it thing is inter- like it's fun but this is not interesting these people all suck like on purpose yeah mm. um, but back the, to the back to the literary thing real quick oh, yeah, though yeah. they like Chloe eventually gets a gets a promotion and has a job and all sorts of stuff everybody else gets fired mm-hmm. but when Chloe is trying to get the promotion she like is given some advice from some of the higher editors and it was like how mm. to get somebody from the that's going to be a bestseller like the three things that you need to get on the bestsellers list and that is create sympathetic characters the audience can relate to give them problems <laughs> make the problems big and they didn't do oh, any man. of those things in this movie i did not even notice that that's amazing <laughs> yeah i mean that had to be on purpose right like it, I, i'm sure it was yeah that's I, incredible it was oh man i mean based on how the director describe this movie that seth was talking about earlier like he he's aware that these people all suck like that was kind of the point yeah i mean maybe he is but i'm not sure it's not self-aware it... enough to be making fun of it in a real way no that it's definitely often not... enough to make it entertaining yeah it's it is neither of those this is true right yeah. it's not a farce it's no, just no yeah a mm. bunch of catty people um yeah. And there's so much, like, nice guys finish last talk, which yep. is really gross and uncomfortable. Yep. Um, I get, you're saying this, you said that just now, and it made me realize, it's not, I think, it's not that I enjoy the lingering or the over-explanation. I enjoy it in a farce. Yeah, sure. Because it builds the, the silly nature of the thing as it keeps going on and on and on. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. 
and um, Chris Eigenman has a has clearly has a drug problem, um, yes. and he starts going <laughs> off the drugs. But yep. at a certain like the, point, the character you mean, or well, the, yeah, the character. <laughs> we can't be sure. Yeah, yeah it's hard to <laughs> the say. The character for sure. Yeah, yes. yeah. The at least sure. the character. Yeah, and re- the reason why the the DA can come in and do this bust and everything is because like there's apparently some drug running happening in there too, and. Chris needs to be protected and all sorts of things. Yeah. But um he's he 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 goes off of cocaine <laughs> and like is sitting with somebody in a cafe talking about uh how coffee emulates all of the like yep. same things in your head supposedly. <laughs> then the dude just snorts some coffee. Some liquid hot <laughs> coffee into his nose. I had this note as well. Yeah. There are there are like three or four moments in this movie that are so out of place that they are very, very fun. And this yeah, it's true. Them, that sure. was one of them. Yeah. That's the one I really liked. Um yeah. what what do you got, Zach? I've been I've been talking about the few points I had <laughs> sure, sure. quite a bit. Um I so the I, I noted the mix in the club is super confusing, and Seth touched on this a bit. Mm-hmm. Um as is the dress code. So there's um, various rich white people, like in suits. Um, there yeah, are people full in, suits. Everybody's yeah. in this dance club in full suits. Yes. yes. Um, there are people in legit Halloween costumes. Like at one point, there's the full Wizard of Oz trio that are just there for yeah. no reason. I think a bunch okay. of them. I think they get kicked out at some point. They do. They do because mm-hmm. it's the ad guys that got kicked out previously, and then they snuck in with oh, the costumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there's a fully nude woman at some point. She's yeah. just completely naked. Um, some very handsy gay men, uh, with like either no shirts on or like leather daddy stuff. Um, and there's they're... a, there's a guy in full silver body paint. Yep. Uh, at just... least twice, I think. Yeah. yeah just chatting all um, the time. Yeah. And so like Lee, you touched on this with our goof restaurant idea, but like this does not exist in real life. Like, goof restaurant. especially yeah, in yeah. the eighties, like they mm. would never have all intermingled in this fashion. Like totally so legit weird. business venture restaurant idea. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, what else? Oh, uh, so somebody asked Chloe what her dream publish would be, um, and as a literary plebe, it means very little to me, but I feel like at the time, it it seemed like this might elicit some strong opinions from Uh y'all. She says a collection... Is the premise of this, like, if you could have published anything? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. She says, a collection of unknown J.D. Salinger short stories. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. that was the reaction I thought would <laughs> happen. <laughs> uh, I think I think even the person she's talking to gives, like, an eye roll, like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, like, spoken by a person who stopped reading things when they were 17. Yeah, sure enough. Listen, it's a, I, I just want to go on record here. <laughs> if you like... J.D. Salinger's short stories or The Catcher in the Rye. That's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as you've like, not just decided you liked that in high school and then never read anything yeah. again. So, like, Because I think could... there are people like that. Yeah, I, I might be like that. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's my favorite book, but I read it and I remember it fondly, mostly because I don't read well, it anymore. Well, sure, but, you're, <laughs> but you don't build, like, you haven't built a, a, a portion of your personality oh, around, around it, and you're not, like, a book person, yeah. but you really only just, I collect Salinger ephemera. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I have his jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, and then I guess the last, like, sort of interesting bit, uh, so Kate sucks a bunch, as we mentioned. Yeah, she sucks. And you could argue the, like, fake back problem when pregnancy and dumped was, like, the pinnacle of her suckery, um, but I have a different one. Oh. Um, she, uh, I want to, I just, I need to give some appreciation for suckery. That's, <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a very that's good poor yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 
Um, so when she's talking to Chloe about the clap, um, and then she goes and apologizes later, which is like a weird tender moment that I guess you have to humanize everybody, but, um, she goes and apologizes to Chloe and then in private goes on to explain how it can be a very positive experience to have a venereal disease uh-huh. because it, it enables you to reach out to past partners and tell them, um, uh, she has the, it, sorry. And then like rekindle in case mm-hmm. you sort of didn't feel like the book was finished on that one. Yeah. And she says twice in her life, this has happened to her. And she has like struck up a thing again with a past partner because she had to call them and tell them they might have VD. <laughs> and she says okay. this with like yeah, 100% sincerity. seriousness. Yeah. True <laughs> sincerity. Yeah, yeah. I think it, until the moment of, and then you can strike it up again with yeah. them. That was the most mom spin on anything I've oh, ever heard. It's, it's yeah. almost glass half full until that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she also, yeah. like, constantly makes the... I think she also, in the same, like, weird little speech, was like, it also shows that, like, you're just open to stuff, and guys really like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was... And it's like, again, it, like, if this ver- if this writer-director is a fucking genius, then, like, good on him, that was amazing. Yeah, but... like, but it, it is played I, as such a, like, non-important thing. It's so straight, and, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. If this was If this was an ironic, like farce played straight then i could get yeah. it but it seemed like it was all sincere and right that didn't what, come across that way yeah. yeah yeah so like maybe maybe that was the idea but it certainly didn't play that way in film no well and no. so the 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 one the movie that i mentioned earlier the other one that i've seen by him mm-hmm. um damsels, damsels in, distress. in distress right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. is it does very much feel like a farce played straight, and I wonder if it's because, like, I'm assuming an age group here where maybe this, like, Last Days of Disco is something he, like, was of the age of his characters during. Mm. Mm, Versus maybe. Damsels in Distress is a movie that, when it came out, it's it came out in, like, the late 2000s, and that's when it's set. Uh, so maybe yeah. the age difference or, like, the, the distance between the subjects of the movie and his own age and life experience allows that quality to come across where maybe like it didn't come across in a movie where he's writing about a time that he really lived through. Mm, That's a very generous read of this, but it's entirely possible. I mean, it's possible. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that it's there, but it's possible. Well, obviously I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And honestly, you should not. Like it's no. yeah well and like you're saying it's we're not it's not clear to us that this is supposed to be a farce played straight yeah but I think that other movie is mm-hmm. very intentionally a farce right. played H- straight Adrian yeah. Brody is in that if I remember correctly who else is uh, in that no Adam Brody Adam from Brody. the OC oh. Brody Stevens very very different Brody <laughs> I just like saw a brief glance and I saw the name Brody and I was like oh. Uh. No, it's Adam Brody yeah, and uh, Greta Gerwig, the Chloe Savini of the two oh, thousands. Yeah. Oh, be still my beating heart. Yeah, yeah. Th- both of these women are uh, mm-hmm. top five for me. Yeah. Favorites of yours, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, among some other very good uh, uh, indie and character actors mm. of the time period. Yeah. Um, that sounds compelling, actually. Yeah. 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 So, like, I obviously, as I'm saying, I like I'm I'm not I'm comparing your description to a movie I've actually seen and and. <laughs> One of them seems like better. It is a farce played straight. Yeah. And the reason that maybe that works or comes across is because there's a level of um, distance between the filmmaker and the life experience. Sure. Yeah. Oh, even the cover of this movie just screams like, oh. you're going to love this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I am leaving that tab open for sure. Um, 
So I have some behind the scenes bits. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to do those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there was some casting weirdness. Uh, ben Affleck was originally supposed to play Chris's main role, um, which okay. I think wow. would have been super weird because, like, Chris needs to be sort of a like mousy kind of whatever yeah, guy. He needs ben to Affleck be a real has too worm much. Chung, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, Zach, this really is a Zach cover. Oh, right? extremely, yeah. 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 Me fifteen year old me would have kept that one too long for Blockbuster for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Oh, it's on Prime right now too. So. Oh, dope. All right. Um Ugh, and then um, No, I hate this. <laughs> no, it does not seem like a sad thing, yeah. No. Um and uh for Chloe's character, uh Winona Ryder originally was who they wanted. Um and then uh, I think uh, suddenly, suddenly the connection to reality bites. Oh, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but yeah, apparently Chloe got in. I think it was, uh, it was like one of the producers or, or the, somebody was like, "You need to check out Chloe Sevigny." Mm-hmm. And then I think as soon as the director met with her, he was like, "Oh, it's obviously her. Like it has to be her." Yeah, I mm-hmm. did. She was the only even semi-interesting character in this whole movie. And the only good actress in this movie. Yeah, everyone else was just completely, just just phoning it in. It's it's very stilted and horrible, and she acts That's, like a human. Is, yeah, yeah. This is actually, I I will say, this is a thing that I can remember reading in the last few years. A lot of critics have like come around to talking about Kate Beckinsale as like, wow, she used to just be this like throwaway actress in romantic comedies and these weird vampire action movies, uh-huh. and in the past few years, she's apparently been in several movies that are like this is awards caliber like she is really <sighs> polished her craft which is interesting because she also started her career as a very acclaimed actress really mm-hmm. so it had this weird middle period it sounds like <laughs> all the right in there. all the underworlds you mean <laughs> yeah is that well, the period? And, the, and your and your days of disco lasts yeah, yeah. yeah you know I, disco I just excellent I, you're saying she's good at acting and i can't believe anyone who would publicly uh, tongue kiss pete davidson is good at anything ever so <laughs> i i refuse to believe ariana grande is a great singer so i do you, like her as a singer that's true she has yeah. an amazing voice and she's an incredible mimic <laughs> she, but she anyway. does famously make poor life decisions so maybe it's just a public private kind of or maybe splinter. she's just a young person who's famous and we find out about kate beckinsale things. has no excuses in that category then <laughs> yeah you know kate beckinsale is an award-winning writer really Yes. I did out of this. <laughs> For what? Yeah. Like uh, literature? She has a, a collection of short stories. Huh, huh. Uh, yeah. Weird. Huh. All right. Well, maybe she's all right then. <laughs> mm. Um, the last bit was also she used to be married to Michael Sheen, and he's cool as fuck. Yeah, but didn't she leave him for the underworld guy? That was a whole shitty situation. Yeah, too. but they left amicably. Oh, okay. They have a kid. They together, both I think. Yeah. Yes, they did, yeah. and they were like, "Hey, we have a family, and like, just because we are moving apart from each other doesn't mean our family has to break apart." That's really healthy behavior from a good person. That is That's all I'm saying. Uncharacteristic yeah. of sure. that situation. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. The last bit, uh, I was reading, Chloe says that of all of her films, uh, of which there are many eclectic sort of famous ones, mm-hmm. um, this is the one that people come up and talk about most often. And I was like, wait, not, I don't know, fucking kids or the one yeah. where she literally sucked Vincent Gallo's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't believe that. What? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, like that one was so movie. famous that like they shut down the screening at Cannes. Like, there's no yeah. fucking way this beats that movie. <laughs> yeah, for like sheer stranger approaching. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. 
Um, this movie didn't make a lot of money either. It, no. Oh, did it not? It sounds <laughs> yeah. like an indie film. So like, yeah. for, there, it, right there, you're in the in budget behind the was, ball, yeah. for a rom com was. Oh, does anyone wear an eight ball leather jacket? Uh, not no. that I can recall. It's a lot of like suits and kind of eighties yeah. looking puffy mm-hmm. okay. pants and whatnot. I don't know if that's like I know those are like an eighties thing. It's probably a too early mm. for that, but like yeah, mm-hmm. it was early. I 80s. just like to think about those. <laughs> okay, that's a Seinfeld thing too. Putty had one. <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Elaine hated it. Yeah, she would. Um, um, all right, so this movie cost eight million. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a lot. A lot for an it. indie movie, yeah. Oh, it's a lot. It's not an indie movie. It's a lot for a rom com uh, in general. Yeah. I feel. Sure, and, sure. Well, a rom com that doesn't have like the the Meg Ryan Tom Hanks double bill or right, something yeah, like, yeah, along right, those lines for yeah. sure. And it made three. Pretty bad. Mm, Pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. And also, this is one of those rare ones that, like, this was the heyday of consuming media when we were, like, teens, and I feel like I knew every movie that came out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this movie at all. Like, yeah. I don't even, he- I didn't even hear about it. We've talked about this before. It could have been, like, that was very much, seems like it's very much the time period where you would see a trailer for something, and it would be, like, releasing in New York and L.A. Right. only. Um, like, yeah, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. That's possible. Like, that was a time period where there were whole, a whole genre of movies, or a whole, like, budget genre, budget size of movie. Mm-hmm. That was never intended to make its money back. Yeah, you know, sure. like just there Indian. were all these movies that just like in the the five to like twenty million dollar range that the studio was like, we're making this because it's a movie. Yeah, and, I, and those don't exist anymore. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, should we get to ratings? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the uh, IMDb for this one is a six point seven out of ten. Oh, so close to nine. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't deserve that. Yeah, uh, with okay. uh, eleven thousand three hundred votes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that sounds like an audience <laughs> for an indie movie. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. So uh, I'm going first, Lee. Whoa! Um, Whoa! Whoa! I really enjoyed your your like cult procedural post apocalyptic fun romp that is not a fun romp at all and is sounds <laughs> no. quite dark and serious and upsetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really like it, and I enjoy how it like ramped up into it and didn't just start with the crazy mm-hmm. like is so often the case um, with you know as I said, end of days or devil's advocate or whatever. Mm-hmm, so, sure. um, yeah, I like this and, or Suspiria for that matter, Suspiria. a movie that I was using as a basis. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't seen Suspiria. So I, I haven't seen the new one yet, but like mm-hmm. the, the OG is like, I mean, it ramps up mm-hmm. sure. But like as any Italian horror movie yeah. from the seventies or eighties, mm-hmm. it's like, you're only going to get so much restraint. Yeah. yeah. True. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, re- Actually, the sequel Inferno is way better. Oh, but huh. yeah, okay. Um, and that's on Prime right now. <laughs> well, uh, also the way that you delivered, especially the end of that. Uh, like I said, I legit got a chill when you when you <laughs> delivered that "Oh God" line, and I was like, "Oh, that's not a thing that has ever happened." Nobody um, makes me feel my feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Lee, you get an. Oh my god! Crazy eighty eight. Holy shit! Yeah, I really like this. We don't talk about Tarantino here. No, sure enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, cool. Damn. Yeah. Wow. I. That's thank you. One of my highest scores. Yeah. 
what what's about this pile of shit OG? What do you think? Oh fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> do you want me to just write pile of shit on the spreadsheet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this movie was boring and stupid. I, like, you and forgot I... to even rate the OG. That's how forgettable it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are we still talking about that? <laughs> a real slice of life. It was it was boring and stupid and like uh, had no re- interesting or relatable characters. It gets a th- three. That seems pretty good, yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, I think OG. I'm gonna go three as well. Like, I Chloe's just, great. It's just not good. Yeah, Chloe. Chloe is interesting, yeah. uh, and she's the only person who can act. Nobody else can act in this yeah, movie. But it is true. Um, yeah, we went through the whole thing. It's. Yeah. It, I would not watch it. It is not bad. Good. It is just bad. Um, yeah. It's just boring. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go three as well. Um, yeah, Lee, uh, yours was really good. And yeah, again, I was very surprised with the, the amount of care you put into the pitch when, mm-hmm. again, you like, I, I was literally eating lunch before this and you were like, oh shit, I got to write a movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very good. Um, I, I agree with everything Seth said, like it, uh, the build is great. Um, the reveal is good. Um, yeah, I'm going to go, I think I'll go like eight, six, let's say for Damn, sake okay. of being Yeah. Wow, yeah. I, I this legitimately may be my best score ever. It's it a good differential be. for yeah, sure. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. good job, good job, dude. Yeah, thank that you. Was yeah, really last good. time I tried to go Italian horror, um, <laughs> it didn't work out very well for me. Mm. That was when I did holes, and you guys accused me of making Star Wars. Ah, uh, yes, but, uh, you sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that Star Wars flick. Uh, all the Jar Jar and the whatnot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, and Dex's diner yeah. and all that. Dex's yep. diner. Just trying our... to shoehorn that in everywhere. <laughs> our, our favorite <laughs> subject. <laughs> We really do talk about that a lot yeah. off mic. You know, um, and on and mic, on mic for that matter. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Oh, God. Wow. I am. I did not expect that. Yeah. No, Thank you. you. Really mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as we talked about, next week we're going to do the uh, the big two year Fast and Furious Versary. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. It's going to be uh, a whole episode, fucking thing. Yeah, episode 104. Um, Maybe we can snap Seth out of his fugue state after this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Probably not. I think he's too far gone. Uh, And I'm sure we'll we'll touch on this in the next episode as well. Uh, Zach and I came into this as fans. Seth is coming into it as mostly an outsider. (laughs) As an unknown skeptic, I would say. I had had seen one of them prior to this week. And then I saw the other eight. Or the other (laughs) seven, excuse me. There's only Uh, eight of them. Well, for like a couple weeks, then Hobbs thing comes out and... Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Sure enough. Um, yeah. So g- stay tuned for just some fun ramblings uh, uh, from your boys here at Faking It's going to be a long one. Yeah. 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 I just came back from the future, guys, and I heard our next episode. Huh? Oh, God. <laughs> that didn't work <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's the cut. <laughs> <laughs>